This is the With a Dog Podcast, a podcast for the modern dog parent. I'm your host, Carly, and every Wednesday I bring on pet professionals or some fellow dog parents, and we laugh, learn, and commiserate about everything from the confusing vet visits to dog park etiquette to the 2 a.m. potty breaks. Essentially, life with a dog. Hello, people with a dog. I hope everyone is having a wonderful week so far. I personally am looking forward to this weekend because Ashley is coming into town. So Ashley is the um, person behind the account Jonathan's.journal. She's been on the podcast twice like as a guest and then we became friends and decided to bring her on as like a part-time co-host along with another friend named Charlotte. So if you're new here, Ashley is an occasional co-host. She's the one, along with Charlotte, that I do the Friends with a Dog episodes with. So that's the exclusive podcast uh, that has episodes twice a month. If you're interested, link is in the bio. And then her and Charlotte also come on once a month for this podcast, the With a Dog podcast. And so their episode is actually coming up in a little bit because Ashley and I are going to record together while she's here. She lives in New York City, and this is her first time in Seattle, so I'm very excited. Going to show her around, hopefully show her a good time. And of course, she gets to meet Lupin and Albus for the first time, too. Super excited for that this weekend. And that's kind of all that has been going on around here. Been doing a few house projects, which brings me to the topic of today's episode. I've been wanting to do an episode like this for a very long time. I definitely found the right person to interview. So our guest today is Emma Shea. All of her info is, of course, in the show notes. But as many of you know, I bought a house in 2020. And before that, I moved pretty much every year. We were always in apartments. We were in small flats in London. Um, Had like a basement rental at one point, like out of a, a basement of a house. But yeah, it was, you know smaller places, moving really consistently, cheap Ikea furniture, which was totally fine. Really enjoyed that period of our life. But when we moved back from London, back to Seattle, one of my things was I want to buy a house. Like, okay, we're moving back for this really great job for dog's ad. We'll have the money to purchase something. Um, Barely (laughs) in the Seattle market, but, but we got something. So We've been in this house now a little over three years, so it's the longest place we've ever lived. And I love it. I love the house. I love the neighborhood. Most of the house was pretty updated when we moved in. However, there are a few little things that we've had to work on. We've done we've done some projects. We've hired out some projects. We've done a lot of DIY, a lot of painting on our own. And something through this whole journey of having our, our first house Something that I've had to grapple with is how do I make it comfortable for the dogs and also make it, you know, the house of my dreams and make it really comfortable and everything I want it to be as well. And that's everything from making sure the backyard is functional from for them. But, oh, if we have a fire pit and it's low to the ground, I think that's a little dangerous for one of their tails. Or, oh, if we put this a chair in this corner, it'll look really cute, but then where's the dog bed going to go? Or oh, we bought this beautiful new couch. It's so comfortable and it's, you know, a higher end than our usual Ikea purchases. So excited for this. The dogs are going to get their hair all over it. Crap. Like, do we just put blankets on our nice couch? Do we just like throw a bunch of sheets over it? 
well, at that point, we might as well have gotten the IKEA thing if no one's going to see this pretty piece of furniture. Or, as many of you know, the struggles with my podcast studio. I've had a really hard time making it a place that's really comfortable for the dogs because they want to be with me while I do most of my work throughout the day. But also, I need the furniture comfortable enough that if I do an in-person podcast, guests will be okay being in here. Or if I want a different place to sit than my office chair, the furniture is functional for me as well. Anyway, the list goes on, and I've had a hard time kind of finding the right balance of interior design and also having two large dogs that kind of rule the house. So in this episode with Emma, she gives us some great tips about how to balance having an aesthetically pleasing house and or having the home that you want, while also making sure that your dog is happy and comfortable as part of the family living there too. We also talk about changes she's made to her house, the importance of taking pictures where you live. I think this one was such a revelation for me. As I said, I've lived in so many places and I really wish I had more pictures of our flats in London. Like I have it of, you know, I took a picture of Lupin sleeping and some of the apartment is in the background, but I don't actually have like full on a walkthrough video or pictures of each room or anything like that. And I really wish I did because it right now it kind of only exists in my memory. So I loved that tip that she had about taking before and after pics and just taking tons of pictures of your home because really that is where you spend most of your time, where your dog spends most of their time. And that's why I thought this episode was such a good idea, this topic, because this podcast is all about life with a dog and what is more part of your life than your dog and your home. So I hope you guys enjoy and let's get into it with Emma. So Emma, welcome to the With a Dog podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. I have some cousins in Michigan and they have a wedding this summer and I was kind of like, oh, like, can I make it? And then I can like go over and talk to Emma in person. <laughs> and I was like trying to plan like a little podcast tour with this. I We ended up not being able to to go to the wedding, but um. So I'm happy that we're at least connecting virtually. Oh, yeah, that would have been so fun. I mean, if you would have told me, I would have just like dreamed about it. But like, oh, whatever. I know. I was like, I could see. Yes, I was like, I could see the house in person. All these reels (laughs) that I've been seeing, I could do it in person. You know, everyone who ends up seeing my house is always like, it's so much smaller than I thought. I'm like, bang. (laughs) (laughs) That's like one of those comments. If someone sees you in person, they're like, you're so much like taller or like whatever. You're like, I don't know how to take this. (laughs) So speaking of your house, you are known for your by Emma Shea, your Instagram, TikTok, your brand about doing your house. And we're going to get into that because we're also going to talk about how you marry home decor with dog mom life. But first... How are you? How are you? Like, what's up? I'm doing well. I so in Michigan recently, the weather we had a really dry, hot spell for the last month, and recently it's been like high of 68 degrees, which is like great for my little fall loving heart. Um, (laughs) and for my garden, we finally got some rain. (laughs) Um, so I'm just like, I am doing well. Charlie prefers my dog, Charlie. She prefers like 90 degrees and to like bake herself on the cement. So she's not having a Mm -hmm. good time, but I'm loving it. 
Um, and then I just went to the heiress tour on Friday. So I'm like still mentally recovering from that. Oh my and God. then on top of that, like I've got to like recover real fast here. Cause I am going to Florida for a bachelorette party on Thursday. So it is just wild and crazy. And then thank goodness after all of this craziness, I have like two weeks off from like life. Like I just have to work and then we get our puppy, which is yeah. so exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, this is busy. This is a lot. Yes. I mean, errors for alone, like the adrenaline. How was it? Like what did it live up to the hype or? Oh, and then some, I feel like, so after I saw the concert, my mom sent me this like news article that was like Taylor Swift people experiencing amnesia from the drop off in adrenaline afterwards. <laughs> and she was like, did you experience this? And I'm like, I think so. I like, who are you? Who's texting me? (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, are you my mom? Um, (laughs) But like, I don't, I feel like I am looking back at like other people's videos and pictures because I didn't really take a lot of like videos and pictures while I was there. I feel like as I've gotten older, I kind of, I mean, I'm like 26, but like, I'm like more into just like living in the moment at the concert and then I know that other people are going to record it and I'll just go watch it on TikTok afterwards so that's what I did so I have like very limited like videos and stuff so I'm like what was it actually like I don't (laughs) even remember but I know it was fun I know I was exhausted afterwards I still have like my nails painted with like my era's tour colors and stuff like that and I've been wearing my like merch that I got every single day and my husband's like are you ever going to wash that and I'm like, no, I'm just going to wear it every day. <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay. I'm very jealous because I, when I saw the tickets come up, I'm like not a huge live mer- music person. Or I should rephrase. I like live music. I have a hard time enjoying concerts sometimes. Like I feel like the vibe has to be very specific for me to just really, really love it. And for it to be like worth the money. So yeah. when her tickets came up, I was like, mm. Like, should I, should not, like, I don't know and all this. And now I'm, I'm low key a little bit regretting that I didn't just take the plunge and go for it. Cause I should have known, I should have known Taylor would have had the right vibe. Oh yeah, definitely. She puts on a good show and I feel like I'm not a live music person unless I'm a really big fan. Yeah. Like I'm not just going to go and like go to like a $50 concert of someone I barely know just for the live music. Like I have to really know the person like Taylor Swift and then I'm going to the Jonas Brothers in August which is so nostalgic like Taylor Swift and the Jonas Brothers are both doing like eras tours in a sense and it's going to be so fun I've been enjoying at least everyone's content I mean that Mm -hmm. is one positive of social media is all of the the videos and stuff that people have been taking I feel like I have I see like a little piece at least yeah so eras tour bachelorette next weekend then puppy a month after that? Yeah, it's like less than a month. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And didn't you recently celebrate uh, your one year anniversary for your wedding? So too? no, that was our dating anniversary that I oh, think you're referring okay. to. We got married actually only last October. So we okay, were married okay. like seven or so months or something like that. Um, but the post that you're talking about, we started dating in high school um, back in 2015. And we found out after we had like the talk, like the boyfriend girlfriend talk that it was on national best friends day. So I just think it's still cute to like recognize Mm. that because like he's my best friend. And then of course, Charlie's our best friend. So now I have to recognize her too. But (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, 
No, I just I saw that and I'm still just remembering when you posted initially for your wedding and all of the like your gorgeous dress and stuff. And I'm thank you. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. I feel like when you follow someone on social media for a while and then you see these little bits of their life and then now that I'm actually talking to you in person, I'm like, I just want to talk about something that happened to you two years ago that I still (laughs) really like. (laughs) I know. I know. Okay. You're busy. New puppy happening. Let's just really quickly. Let's talk about that. So where is this puppy coming from? Like breed, all of that. So we knew we always wanted two dogs. Um, I only ever got to have one dog growing up and I would always beg my parents, you know, like, can we get a second dog? I really want a second dog. He would have so much fun with a second dog. Um, And it was always a no, which is understandable because I think my parents took way more care of the dogs than I did. Anyways, though, Zach always had two dogs and he always said it was great. So we knew we wanted to do it. We were researching breeds for so long, like months because this time Charlie is a mutt. She's from like humane society. Um, and she was our first dog. We kind of just went in blind. Like literally we didn't get to meet her before we got her because it was during COVID. So we literally pulled up mm. at the humane society. They gave her, gave her to us. They took a picture of us and they were like, bye, good luck. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God it worked out. Okay. But for our second dog, we definitely wanted like to be more involved in the process. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, we were searching for like a good breed that would work well for us. Landed on a Dalmatian just because like they, their energy level and their personalities match Charlie very well. Um, Which is funny because she has no Dalmatian in her. She's mostly hound and hunting dog, which Dalmatians are obviously not hunting dogs, but they just, the personalities, like the snuggliness, the intelligence, high energy, all of that like matches Charlie pretty well. So then we found our breeder, which also took a lot of research in like mm-hmm. December of 2021. And this is a whole big long story, but we were supposed to get a dog last year. It didn't end up working out, which is good because then we ended up like our wedding would have been crazy with two dogs. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally getting our puppy. He was born in May. And I think we get to find out which one is ours in like a week or two. And then we get to pick him up. He's in Georgia. We're in Michigan. He's in Georgia. Because like I said, we were searching for a good breeder. And the one that we found ended up being in Georgia. So we're flying down there and flying back with him, which is intimidating. And everyone's like, why won't you just drive? I'm like, honestly, it'd be like a 20-hour drive versus like a two and a half hour flight plus like the time in the airport and stuff. So I'm like... We're flying. We're going to do it. I know a lot of people do it and it'll be faster and we'll get home with him faster. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. And he'll be like super tiny baby at that point yeah. too. So he'll probably be sleeping a lot and I, I think it, it makes more sense. I think so. Yeah. And it's, the breeder, it's not without its challenges, but like both of them. Both, both options of them have, have challenges. challenges. Because yeah. like if you drive at the rest stop, you can't just let the dog go where the other dogs go because he won't be fully vaccinated. You'll have to like mm-hmm. find secluded spots for him to go to the bathroom. Plus driving in a car might be a little bit more like bumpy and like the turns might wake him up and stuff. I mean, like at the airport, I can't use the pet relief stations, but I can literally just like go in the bathroom and put a pee pad down and let him go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, 
the breeder said that they mostly sleep the whole time, like you said, because they're just little puppies who need like 18 hours of sleep a day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear about your journey. And I think when this episode comes out, you'll have already gotten him and mm-hmm. had him for a bit. So everyone can immediately go and follow you and look yeah. up and every, all about the Dalmatian journey. Yeah. Everybody um, loves puppies. <laughs> yes. Oh, and a puppy Dalmatian. I mean... Who who didn't see 101 Dalmatians as a right. kid? And like right. in your mind, that's like what a dog is. So yeah, yeah that's going to be so fun. Okay. Well, maybe this applies to the puppy. What is a recent with a dog win you've had? I, actually, I think it does apply a little bit to the puppy because um, I would say like the most recent win that we have is for we had like a brunch with my family and my husband's family. Um, they're friends. So it's not weird. (laughs) Um, and we had like another friend or in-laws come over with their little, little dog. And Charlie just amazes me with how well she does with little dogs. Like she'll like lay on the ground and like, let them jump all over her and like, just like swat her paws at them. Um, and it's just like adorable. And like, we left that interaction, Zach and I both like, we are so excited for this puppy because she's going to do so well with him. She's going to be such a good big sister. No, that's such a win for you guys and Charlie. Just it gives yeah. you probably just like a little bit more of a sense of like hopefulness for how smoothly everything's going to go between yeah. them and just introducing a new dog into the home. So that's your recent with a dog win. Let's talk more about Charlie before we get into home decor and home design. Yeah. How old is Charlie now? She's three. Um, well, yeah, she turned three in March. That is a perfect, I think, in my opinion, age difference for dogs because we got our second dog when Lupin was already like, we think around nine or 10 even maybe. So it was one of those like, we don't want to do it any later. Yeah, We would want them to be able to just like, maybe not play together, but not be like annoyed by each other. Yeah, just if, like, exist one together super- happily. Yeah, like if one has super high energy, like I didn't want Lupin to be like, I have to deal with this in my retirement. Like what the heck? <laughs> so we got Alvi when, yeah, when he was like nine or 10 and it was good. Like it's, it's, they have, they're true siblings. It worked out so well, but they don't play, play together. Mm-hmm. And, and it is, they are kind of like at this point now, Lupin's slowing down a bit more and Alvi still has a good amount of energy. And so it's like, we have to do double duty on exercise. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a three-year age difference is – it's pretty good. Like two to three years, I think. Yeah. That was kind of our thought process too. We didn't want her to be like too old. Although like granted, I think Charlie's going to have energy bouncing off the walls until she's like nine years old. But you know. <laughs> have you done the Embark DNA test? Yes. She is most – so she's like 25% Coonhound, like 25% Mountain Cur. And then the rest of them are like smaller percentages, but there's like a myriad of things. Pitbull, Akita, Bulldog, Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> she's like a whole mess of things. But like, like I said, 50% hunting dog. So she's got the yeah. energy. Yes. Okay. That's what's so interesting is because my my two boys are hounds as well, which is I think how I found your account initially yeah. was because I was like, that dog kind of looks like ours. <laughs> um, and yeah, because Lupin's a foxhound and he's like the chillest thing ever albie i mean he's eight now but i mean even when he was about five when we got him he was just crazy yep. coon hound and mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting like the difference between like the fox hound and the coon hound yeah. even though they look so similar so 
Charlie has that energy, that coonhound energy. Oh, yeah, 100%. What is her personality? Like, if she... <laughs> Ooh, okay, here we go. We'll tie it in. If she was a Taylor Swift album, which oh. one would she be, do you think? Or song, like, whatever I'm putting okay. you on the spot Okay, so here, I feel like so. you'd have to, like, know Taylor Swift to know this, but, like, she's probably, like, Fearless or Speak Now Taylor Swift album because okay. if you know about Taylor Swift, she was, like in those eras just like dropping names and like just like ruthless but mm-hmm. also like so cute and young she was like what 16 years old or something like that so she's yeah. still like bubbly but she was like I'll get you if you like talk bad about me <laughs> and I feel like that's Charlie because Charlie's like a cute little snuggly baby when she's like with us most of, okay most of the time because she also yeah. does like if we're not playing with her she will literally stand there and just bark at us like what are you doing sitting on the couch on your phone? We need to go do something. Um, and then like when people come over, she just like is all about the people. She just okay. loves them to death. I think that's okay. Those are that was a very good how you <laughs> connected the dots there. Cause I think that's so true of Taylor was very, as you said, like cute, young, you know, just like friendly and all of that, but just like intelligent. And yes. willing to oh, yeah, drop the names and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's perfect. We could totally have a sense of Charlie now. Super smart. Yep. Is she super smart or is she just very stubborn? Oh, both. Okay. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Because my <laughs> boys, he's very stubborn. I don't know if I'd call him extremely smart. Um, only about like very specific things. And then the rest of it, he just stares at you with these dumb well, eyes. Yeah. Okay. I guess if you put it that way, she's very smart when she wants to get her way, but like, she's not good at trick training. She can't figure it out. She just yes. like stares at you. She's like, what do you want me to do? Roll over? What? No. Yeah. I'll yeah, lay exactly. down. <laughs> yes. It's in a self. That's what I always say too about Luby. It's like extremely smart in a self-serving way. Exactly. Yes. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That's hounds for sure. Um, Okay. That tells us a lot about her. And then you'll have Dalmatian Puppy. Mm -hmm. And I love it too because Charlie has little kind of like little orange spots on her. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. So it's like you'll get like both spot colors with the black and white of the Dalmatian. And like selfishly or like in an image focused kind of way, we were excited that like a Dalmatian was like a good fit for our family anyways because we were like oh we'll have like two unique spotted looking dogs oh yeah puppy's gonna flow into the house so well as far as like aesthetics though too oh yeah Charlie like fits I always question myself if I made my house fit in with Charlie or if Charlie fits in with my decor because that was already my vibe and that's why I picked Charlie I'm like, yes. I, don't, I don't know which way it went, but whatever. No. for the egg. <laughs> I'm so happy you said this because I feel the same about my dogs and my decor too. So let's get into it. What's your origin story as far as like interior design, home decor? I know you, you guys got your house, was it 2020? Yep. So how did it, did it start then or were you already interested before? So I have always redecorated as like a just a creative outlet I was always like the smart like nerdy kid growing up so then I was always like told that I was destined for like something you know like very type a like um intellectual boring if I will (laughs) careers so I'm in accounting that's my full-time job um but like I said when I was a kid I would like constantly 
move my room around, redecorate, ask my mom if I could move around the living room, like all of that. And then I just went with accounting because it was safe and Mm -hmm. I would always have a job. And it was a degree that you could get a degree in accounting and get an accounting job. So it was smart. Yes. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But then I would say definitely when we got our own house in 2020, I started like ramping it up. I was like, I have a whole house to decorate now. This is amazing. More than just a bedroom. Um, So I really like started decorating. And then plus when we moved into our house too, is also around when I graduated college and started working full time. So then I had a lot of money (laughs) more Mm -hmm. than I had before. So then I abused that. (laughs) Started (laughs) decorating my house a lot. Um, And then, I mean, so we got our house and got Charlie in the same month. Um, And I mean, fun fact too, Charlie's like the reason that we have the house that we have. Um, (laughs) If we want to dig into that, Um, Yeah. No, no. Tell me about that. So uh, we were searching for a house in 2020, like we said, um, when the market was just like hot, it was on fire. Mm -hmm. We had put in like seven offers on houses. All of them declined because the market was just insane. And then, so our plan was, master plan was get a house and then almost immediately get a dog because Mm -hmm. we were looking for a house like with a backyard that we could have a dog in. Then... Long story short, basically, like I said, we couldn't find a house. We were like, let's have a win. Let's get a dog. So we got a dog before we had our house. And then literally we got her on a Wednesday. On Friday, our house came on the market. And in 2020, if you didn't jump on a house right away, but if you waited until after work, it was going to be probably five offers deep already. Yeah. So we like during the workday, we were just like, let's go look at it. This seems like a really good house. And because of that, we didn't have anybody to watch Charlie um, because everyone was working. So then we were like, well, let's just bring her with us. We'd only had her for two days. She was like 11 pounds. We're like, she'll be a little purse dog. <laughs> and then needless to say, the listing agent was livid that we brought a dog into their client's house. But mm. then the owners of the house were so excited to pass their house on to someone who was a dog owner, especially Aww. a new dog owner like us. So then we ended up getting that house because they were like, we want a dog owner to have our house. So oh. Charlie's like our little good luck charm. We got our house because of her after like two months of searching for a house. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Funny story. We also, when we um put in our offer for our house, same thing. It was July 2020. Everything oh, wow. was hot. It was, yep. yeah, it was crazy. And um, we had just got our second dog, Albus, in like May, so a couple months before. But we put in a little picture of oh. like the, the two dogs because <laughs> we knew that there were dog owners who lived here before. So I was like, fingers crossed this like holds some kind of weight with them. Aww. And I feel like it did. That's what I tell myself, at least, that they liked the dogs and therefore went for it. And I think it's also because they, I believe one of the previous owners um, was into hunting just based on like some stuff we found around the house and Mm -hmm. the two, the two hound dogs, I think, held some sway with them, I think. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Not that my boys hunt at all. But um, they give the image. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. They have that look like they could hunt. If they wanted to, which exactly they'd have to leave their spot in the sun to do that. So I don't know. Um, 
But oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So Charlie, little good luck charm as a puppy. And so you got the house. You had the money more Mm -hmm. that you had before and you were like, let's, let's go. So because it's an older house, right? It is. It's uh, almost 100 years old. Next year, it'll be 100. So that's kind of cute. We'll be like in our house for its 100-year-old birthday. Um, But it actually was pretty updated. Like we didn't have to do much to it. So Mm -hmm. I mean, like people are surprised when I post like before and after pictures that like pretty much all we've done is like paint and fix up a couple things. But like we haven't done any major renovations in our house. Yeah. So we just like hit the ground running basically. Like I was actually like unemployed when we first moved into our house. But if you remember 2020 unemployment was like a lot of money, like you got a lot of money in 2020 for unemployment. So like we were able to do a little bit starting then and I had time. And then I started right when we got Charlie, my Instagram account, which was Charlie Shea the Mutt and then moved to our Mutt Charlie for the longest time. And I was just posting about like Charlie things like all things training everything that happens when you first get a dog like you're just obsessed with them and you're training them and you just post everything about Mm -hmm. them and then I started like sprinkling in some like house things here and there like just because like I was realizing I'm not an adventure dog account like I stay home I'm a homebody um Mm -hmm. and so then I started like I said sprinkling in some house things and people were like really latching on to that and then um, I changed my name to Small House Big Dogs on Instagram and TikTok and everything. That's right. And I changed it to Small House Big Dogs, plural, because I knew that we were going to get a second dog someday. I thought it would be sooner after I changed my name. It was not. Um, but then, funny enough, I ended up changing my name again before we got our dog to now it's by Emma Shea on social media, my website, everything like that. And that was because, um, yes, I was sharing still about like my dog friendly home and I, how I make my dog, my house dog friendly for Charlie, for the future puppy, everything. And then also aesthetically pleasing for us. But the main reason for the change to kind of omit the dogs in the title was just because I mean, it's a simple answer. Basically, I started my interior design business and I thought that if I had a name such as Small House Big Dogs, people who didn't have a small house or didn't like dogs might be turned off and might not want to hire me. Oh, that makes sense. That's like it brings to mind more like you have a great Dane in a tiny home or something like that. Like, yeah, you're worried. That makes sense. Um, Okay. I. I think the story that you just said is so perfect because this is exactly why I wanted to to talk to you because your evolution has been so like as you said it was very dog focused and then it was like but this is also another part of my life is creating this cool home and like you know really digging your heels into having your first house and decorating it with a dog and then it's just like it kind of has like evolved into this interior design business now that you mm-hmm. ha- have recently kind of like gone into so um i just think it's so cool that the dogs or charlie was part of it during this whole time yeah. so on that note how have you how do you feel like charlie influences your interior design whether it's like the the s- colors or even just the type of textiles you use or like mm-hmm. anything like that or just even like the layout of the room because you mentioned earlier you're like 
did I design the house around her or was this already my <laughs> style? Yeah. Um, so Charlie is pretty much in every single decision that I make in the house. There have been some things where like, I didn't consider her enough. Like I got a white rug and then decided, yeah, that probably was a dumb idea with a dog. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, for all of like choosing the material of our couch and the color of our couch, like we made sure it was a material that wasn't going to show or grab onto a bunch of dog hair. And it's light in color because Charlie, she has like a black patch on her back, but all the hair that she sheds is light. So mm-hmm. all of the textiles in our house are pretty much light because I keep a pretty clean house, but like I work full time. I can't keep it perfectly clean. So I need it to hide things. Yes. So that's the idea there. And then like, I mean, even down to like, we have a blanket at the end of our bed so that Charlie can lay on the blanket and we don't have to wash the comforter as much like little things like that. Um, And then like I was talking about like, choosing a rug like we I personally don't have any of like the washable rugs um just because like I feel like and they have come a long way but when I was buying rugs I feel like they were all just like really thin not cozy rugs so then I just chose materials that are like easily washable like so either they'll hide things or I can just like easily take my spot cleaner carpet cleaner and just like clean it up real fast Um, so like, that's my approach there. And then ultimately just like not spending too much money on the things inside of my house, because Mm -hmm. I have to be realistic. Like I have a dog and she likes to squish my pillows down. She occasionally grabs a pillow as an emotional support item. Like (laughs) she'll like, (laughs) like, I just have to understand that like, I'm probably going to be shopping at Target and whatever. And like West Elm probably not going to be in my house because why would I even risk that? I'd rather like, if she rips up a $20 pillow, I'd rather be like, Oh, Oh, well, rather than like, Oh my God, she ripped up my $80 pillow. Yes. No, I totally get that. So how do you, from the design perspective, still achieve a house that is aesthetically pleasing and not just like functional for the dogs. Because I think that is my issue sometimes. And and I think many other people struggle with this. Is that you have this like couch that you're like, I love this couch. And then you have like five blankets on top of it for the dogs. And then it makes <laughs> it like all of a sudden this couch is not as cute as it used to be. Or, or just – and it's, you know, extrapolate from there basically. It's just like, oh, I love this room, how it's laid out. And then you have this big ass dog bed in it so it's you know it's just and then you're like oh this ruins the aesthetics or sometimes I yeah that bothers me which is fine obviously it's a reality of having a dog but I think from your account you've done such a good job of kind of just blending the two and making it still really aesthetically pleasing house Mm -hmm. while also Charlie seems to be comfortable so (laughs) do you have any like top tips I guess or like what you do to blend that as you said like maybe target things like that yeah so I think my top tip would be like instead of trying to just like throw a dog bed throw a dog cage into a room and like hope that it works like I kind of like make a moment out of the dog decor like something that's really popular that people love is I have like a gallery wall above Charlie's bed and it's like lower on the wall so it looks like it's just made for her bed 
rather than just like having this dog bed. And I mean, I did put effort into finding a cute dog bed, but also just like, instead of just having this dog bed in the middle of our room, like calling attention to itself, like make it like a moment, make it like I have dog pictures in vintage frames of like hounds, Dalmatians, even just like pictures of Charlie above Mm -hmm. her bed. And then it's just like a little moment above her water bowl. I first of all got like a cute vintage glass water bowl for her um, so that it like looks cute in my space. And then not only that, but then I like put a little cute mat under it and then like a paw print on the wall so that it like, that's her space. That's her zone. Like we have our pictures on the walls and then Charlie has her pictures on the walls. That's such good advice to make it a moment in that area. I'm just like, I'm running through all the dog areas in my room in my house right now trying to think of like how I can do that because I, we have a big barker bed for Lupin which is great mm-hmm. like you know he's older he needs that orthopedic bed and it's it's a great bed but the covers that they have are very like just one solid color and I've, I've been thinking lately I'm like how can I make this bread better and so now I'm like oh maybe I can create a new cover with like a print on it or something but it, like as you said like okay it's this big thing but make it a moment like make mm-hmm. it rather than trying to shy away from it bring the eye to it in a way that you want is what i hear you exactly. saying yeah and even like i mean it depends on what your dog can handle but like on charlie's bed i have like a blanket a cute blanket draped over it that is functional because when i give her like a chew on her bed i'll drape the blanket over her bed but like every other time, it's just like a cute blanket draped over her bed. So then it looks like, you know, like just how I drape a blanket over a couch. I like that. I like that a lot. So we've talked a little bit about the decor of how you've, you know, blended Charlie into the home. What about the actual like design? Because it's sometimes hard, I think, to create a dedicated dog space in your home, especially if you do have a smaller home or if you're in an apartment or whatever. So I know you've posted kind of about certain areas in the home that you've made for Charlie and also kind of for you at the same time. Tell me about those that you've designed. So the biggest thing that I've made specifically for Charlie is actually like outside of our house and it's our sniff station. It's essentially a collection of these dog safe plants that I put on trellises in our backyard. And whether Charlie interacts directly with it, or if she's just in our backyard, basically the smells, dogs have a really strong sense of smell. And the smells in help enrich your dog because she's smelling like the mint and the lemon balm and the flowers and things like that. Um, And she could even like nibble on them if she wanted to because they're dog safe. And so we just created this whole wall on the back of our house of trellises with these pots on them so that like she can have this enrichment little area in our backyard so are those the the trellis and all the herbs on there are they for your use too like are you cutting it and like using it for cooking or whatever or is it primarily like this is charlie's area to sniff no i do use them because she is not really like a plant eater so then I can use all of the herbs and everything in my own cooking, in my own tea, things like that, um, which is really nice. Um, she does, we do have, um, I have two like four by eight garden beds. And she, like I said, is not a, a plant muncher, but she does like to dig. So around those, we had to create like 
these removable fences around the garden that are not aesthetically pleasing, but at least they keep my garden safe from the monster mutt, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, I love, I love the idea that it's a dual functionality. Like that's, I think something that I've really been trying to hit to blend the same in, in my home. I don't have any great examples like yours, but um, it's just like that dual functional of, okay, how can I make this space work for me and, and have like a cute little moment, but also it's enrichment enriching my dog at the same time. So I think that's such a, such a smart idea. I do have a little blank space on my back, on the back of our house that maybe I'm like, Hmm. I could do a little yeah. a little herb garden there, a little sniff spot Definitely. for boys. Even if you – so they have, like, movable trellises with, like, um, pots on the bottom of them that you can – or, like, garden beds on the bottom of them that you can, like, move around anywhere you want. Or you could just do, like, big pots of herbs, too. Do your dogs like to, like, nibble on plants or would they just kind of smell them? They're hounds anyways. <laughs> Yeah, they would not nibble on anything. I wouldn't be surprised if it was too low to the ground if Albie lifted his leg on something, <laughs> though. So, yeah, that would probably be the only concern. So I could probably – I but I could put some stuff up up a little higher on, like, yeah. a trellis or something. Yeah, like, on my trellis, the pots are movable. So, like, I mean, maybe the puppy will because he'll be a male – um, maybe he'll like pee on the lower ones. So then maybe I'll just take the mint from the upper ones. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or if he decides if he is like a muncher, then I could like move that one up to the top. So then like it gets a little break from him eating them. But like, you, yeah, you could do something like that where like the top half is for you. The bottom half is for the dogs. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's going to be so enriching for the puppy too, to be exposed yeah. to all those smells from a young mm-hmm. age. Oh, that's going to be so good for him. I want to go back to something you said earlier of how you got into interior design. And it was a, you kind of said it was a creative space where as your career and some of those decisions you made in life was very safe decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think interior design or just, you know, decorating your own home can have such risks to it. As far as like you think that this paint color's right and then you do the whole room and then you're like, <laughs> actually, I don't think I like it. I, I have a wall like that right now in the um, podcast studio that <laughs> I painted all three other ones like back to a neutral white and I still have this one that's like a <sighs> sherberty orange and yeah. and not relating too much to dogs, but just home decor wise, how do you find I guess the resiliency to do a lot of these projects yourself and take the risks knowing that oh dang it may not work out or you may find some hiccup in the process that is such a good question especially in our old house we come across hiccups all the time um Mm -hmm. and I guess my answer for that is like I have a great support system with Zach (laughs) like helping me along if things go wrong but also just like knowing that it's just a can of paint it's just like you know it might if you buy a blanket or something it's returnable if it doesn't work out like just knowing that like there is going back because some people are like oh I painted my whole room like this wrong color and now I hate it but the thing is is like painting does kind of suck I personally 
I like painting, so I'm a weird person. Um, but like, yes, it does suck, but also it's, you know, $40, $50 for a can of paint, which I know is not a low price tag, but also in the grand scheme of things, like it's changeable and you can have fun and you can be creative with it and just understand that like it can be changed if you don't like it. Um, for more like involved processes, like for instance, we just did our floor in our kitchen and it went terribly wrong because (laughs) we decided to take the cheap route and try to do peel and stick floors because we don't plan on being here for much longer, maybe a couple more years. So we're like, yeah, we'll just like do some peel and stick floors. They had great reviews and -hmm. it went terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. (laughs) And at that point, like, it's just kind of something where you just reflect and you're like, well, for us, it's easy because we're like, it's our starter home and we're just learning for the next house or we're just learning for the next project. Or, you know, like there was another room where the paint was literally peeling off the walls because previous owners used the wrong kind of paint. So we're like, Mm -hmm. this is a lesson for us to know which kind of paint to use, how to prep for paint. So it's just everything in your house, every mess up is just a lesson learned. And yes, it might cost some money and it might cost some time, but like being a homeowner is just an experience and it's like learning all the time and it's just fun in my mind. I feel so aligned with everything that you're saying right now because ours ours is the same. We got it in 2020, slowly been doing mostly cosmetic projects, like nothing too big. We spent a lot of money on uh electrical <sighs> in the fall uh, but yeah but it, it needed to be done you know because we still had like yeah. knob and tube in some areas <gasps> and it's yeah it's a hundred year old house as well or about to be in like a few years so yeah so it's like very similar to your experience um ours is a lot more stairs though so that's our mm-hmm. issue with like really narrow stairs that the dogs oh, yeah. have, like yeet themselves down um oh, gosh <laughs> Yeah. But um, I love what you're saying, though, about it's a lesson learned, because I think that's a really powerful reframe, whether you have a new house, like a new build or an old one. And as a new homeowner or a a first time homeowner, it is a lot of like, it's a lot of lessons learned, basically, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is what I'm saying. And that's been personally kind of hard for me, because we'll do one project and then we'll we'll finish it maybe there were a few hiccups but it's like okay we did it and then the idea of going to the next project i'm like <sighs> i cannot <laughs> no and we had the same thing peel and stick floors that we tried in our basement flooring it it was okay you know like it it's not perfect for sure but we're leaving it as is because mm-hmm. we don't want to do it again um anyway so yeah, I think that's a really good reframe. So thank you for that advice. I think I'm going to try to reframe it like that in my mind moving forward of, okay, lesson learned. We will yeah. know not to make that mistake in the next house or in the next project or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Do you tend to do like mostly DIY things like, or do you hire out? Yeah, we hired out the tile on our fireplace and all the electrical. Um, yeah, understandable. <laughs> Yeah, but not all the electrical. Um, my partner did do a good a good chunk of some that he felt he could do, um, mm-hmm. and and then yeah, we would hire out like all plumbing and stuff as well. But otherwise, like the painting, the like new hardware, all of those things has been mm-hmm. 
mainly us and it's been definitely a journey. It's an adventure. It's an adventure yeah. for sure. Relating that back to like Charlie too, like everything that I've learned with Charlie being a first time dog owner, I'm reframing that for the puppy and I'm going to do better. Even just like down to not even just training because obviously that's a whole other world, but like something cute that I want to do is that I didn't do with Charlie is take like those like monthly pictures of like them next to the same stuffed animal or like with a board or whatever. Yeah, just little things like that. Like not only am I learning things in like my house, but like I've learned things with Charlie and like just having that mindset with like the house and like things going wrong in the house and also with the dog, like it all just ties together. Yes. Oh, that's a good call. Like what would you do differently or or what did you learn the first time around that you can then apply to yeah. the second dog? Now now you've got my mind going cuz <laughs> I didn't have either boys as as a puppy. So I yeah. you know, I can't do like the month photos, but even just the yearly photos, I think would I mean obviously yeah. I have like so many pictures of them just like from year to year. Right, but it's hard to but compare. It, Yes, it'd be cool if you had him like kind of in more or less the same spot or the same pose and be like, you know, this is the picture from like, this is 2017. This is 2018. And just like building exactly. on each. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that so would smart be really cool. for like, you know, older dog, like when you adopt a dog that's older, like that's so smart too. Because even just year over year, like I look back, Charlie has progressively gotten lighter in color as she's gotten older. And I wish mm-hmm. like I just had like a, a collage of pictures that look the same. Yes. No, I completely agree. I remember like three, four years ago, I thought Lupin looked like such an old dog because he was going gray. And now <laughs> it's like four years later, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You are really gray now. Like now you look like an old <laughs> dog. And so I'm sure in like another year or two, I'm gonna, it's going to be the same thing. I'm going to be like, oh, man, now you're all yeah. gray. So start taking the pictures now. Yeah, everyone start taking the pictures and start taking the pictures of the house too. Because I think that's something that I regret a little bit on this journey over the last few years is I didn't take as many before and after pictures. I maybe have some videos where I was like recording Mm -hmm. in the room, but I haven't been taking before and after of like, look at the project we did and look how good it turned out. Yeah. And I I need to do that. You've been kind of. Yeah, it's definitely easier for me to do that because that's what I post about on the internet. Um, But like even just like advice for people, if you're buying a house, like save your listing photos because you're going to want to look back on those because I've so many of my friends are like, I asked to see pictures of their house before they started changing things. They're like, oh, we don't actually have those pictures. Like I'm like, did you save the listing pictures? And they're like, no, we didn't think about that. I'm so glad that we thought to say, this was before I even had my Instagram. I'm so glad that we like saved our listing pictures, like literally just screenshot them. Cause once the house sells, they usually take them down. So you can't look back at them anymore. Um, and then you can even like, if you didn't take before and after pictures, at least you have those. It's interesting how something can seem so mon- mundane in your day-to-day life. And then a few years later, you're like, oh, I wish I took a picture yeah. of that. Or like... Yeah. Um, On your account, on your like about me kind of thing, you do a you have a thing that's like you say your design approach is more like loving the feeling of the home Mm -hmm. or like the feeling your home creates for you. Tell me a little bit more about how you put that as the the priority while you're 
decorating and while you're creating like a home for Charlie too. Yeah. Creating my own home and helping other people create their homes. I think the priority is not to copy what you see on the internet or to just do what Studio McGee is doing or whatever. You fill your home with things that you love and then you'll love your home. It doesn't need to look like a magazine. Um, so like if that means that your home is full of dog memorabilia, like maybe my home, I have thrifted dog items everywhere. Um, and that makes you happy. Great. Maybe that's not what you're going to see in a magazine, but it makes me happy and it makes me feel really cozy. And then even like if people come over, it's a conversation piece because they're like, what's this? What's that? And then you have things to talk about too. And then even just like thinking about like how you use your home and not thinking about how it's going to look like everything in your home honestly should function for you. It shouldn't just be like you buy something just because it's like cute and you saw it on the internet one time and you wanted it. It should be like, you know, I, so some people really love throw pillows. I like the look of throw pillows. I love it. I love how throw pillows look, but for our house with a dog, we have one couch for two people plus one dog soon to be plus two dogs. I only keep two throw pillows on my couch because they're going to get thrown off when we don't have like the space. When guests come over, they also put the throw pillows on the ground. So like having all those throw pillows on a couch, like, have you ever seen those commercials? I think they're for like progressive or something. And they're like talking about like you becoming your parents and they have like a ton of throw pillows on the couch. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So like that, it's like make your home functional. Don't just do what your parents did or what you saw on the internet. That is probably like, in my opinion, some of the best advice you've given us. I think it's a very good thing that some people never learn throughout their lifetime as far as making your home what you want and making it functional for your lifestyle too. And that Mm -hmm. goes for, I think, anything, like not just home decor, but even like fashion and, you know, it just... Don't do whatever's flattering or don't do whatever is trending right now. Like, do mm-hmm. you like your fashion? Like, do you like your outfit? Do you like your couch? Whatever. Then then that's all you need to know. Like, that's that's all that matters. It's like, do you like exactly. it? Does it work for your life? Then great. Exactly. So, I mean, like, even when I give people advice for, like, decorating their houses, like, I mean, for my interior design business, I might pick something for a person. But like when I'm giving general advice, it's just like, get the picture that you want, but maybe hang it at like 57 to 60 inches off the ground and then you'll be golden. And it's like general advice like that, where it's like, hang whatever you want on the wall. I don't care if it's SpongeBob SquarePants, if that makes you happy, just like hang it at this height and then you'll look like an interior designer made it. Yeah. So like, I like to give advice like that rather than like, you should, I mean, like as an influencer, I kind of hate that word, but like, um, I do like sometimes give links to things because sometimes people do want to buy what's in my house, but also like, I don't want to just be like, buy this painting and your house will look great. Yes. Do you follow or do you watch the um, Architectural Digest YouTubes? Yes. At all? I do. Like a celebrity. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Um, That's what I've found so, I don't know if the word is astonishing necessarily, but that's what I found is very interesting watching all those different ones. And you've got all these different types of celebrities and each one's house looks so different. And some of them are like completely off the wall and some mm-hmm. of them are like, you know, super minimalist. And, and it's just so interesting because I think it's, 
they have all this money on the, at their disposal. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 but it is, it's just like, this is what we wanted. Like, this is how my brain works. I want a, a room that has like five different wallpapers and a different, and a printed couch mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And they're like, I'm going to do it. And, and I'm like, yes, like, why doesn't, I feel like the normal person could do that as well. And I mean, you know, they don't need to buy the luxury items. They don't need to buy the, right. you know, 500 per square foot or whatever, you know, wallpaper. But, um, but they, yeah, just like, as long as you like it, like, does it make you feel good? And does it mm-hmm. make your home look good? It's like, why the heck not? And I think it really stems a lot from this idea that your home needs to be like resellable. Yes, you know, I hate that. I hate it too. I hate it yes. so much. Even like my parents will be like, are you sure you want to do that project? Like, are you, what about like the next people who live in your house? And I'm like, they can rip it out. I don't care. Although like, yes. okay. In a, in a small sense though, like this is, I tell Zach this all the time. I'm like, when we sell our house, I kind of want to like have the cameras on and make sure that these people aren't like talking smack about my house and make sure that they appreciate the things that I did. And then they're going to just <laughs> love it and cherish it. Cause I'm like, if I see in like, 10 years after that a listing photo and everything is back to the way that it was when we bought it, which like, it was cute, but it was like very like builder grade kind of like farmhouse style, which is fine. Mm-hmm. That was what, what was in style. But like, we've done so much to like return it back to like its original charm. And I'm like, I hope that these people cherish my house. But then at the same time, I'm like, if they don't like it, they can change it. That's what a house yes. is for. That's what paint is for. That's what wallpaper is for. Like do whatever you want. Exactly. That's what my my dad said something like that too. You know, we want to put wallpaper in one of the bathrooms. And we're going to we're going to look into doing more of like a peel and stick wallpaper, but if that doesn't work, then we might have to go, you know, like the more mm-hmm. traditional route that's that's very hard to remove. But also I'm just like I want my wallpaper. So I'm going to exactly. do my wallpaper. I don't care if if the next people like it or not because he was like, "Oh, you know, I don't know if you should do that. And he's like resell value. And I'm like, you know what? If these people are going to be put off by some wallpaper, then they shouldn't have a hundred year old house anyway. Yeah. right. <laughs> They're not the right buyers. And you know what? Like people nowadays are so into like changing their houses and making it their own and doing DIYs. I feel like people will be like, oh, whatever, another project. There's so many resources out there now. <laughs> well, speaking of one of those resources being you and your interior design business. Tell me more about how you decided to start that and shift everything into buy Emma Shea. I kind of had people always in my DMs asking me for house help with things. And I was happy to help them. I loved doing it because there comes a certain point where like I've done so much in my house, I need to spend other people's money and not my own. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, But So it was just kind of like a natural thing where it was kind of always itching in the back of my head. I'm like, well, if all these people are asking me for advice all the time, why don't I like try to roll it into, I mean, like you do not have to make your hobby into a side hustle, but like, it's something for me where like accounting is not something that I think I want to be in forever. And it would be nice to be able to do something more creative. So that was my, my plan. And then essentially it just, it felt natural. It felt like I was already sharing so much about my house and then people were asking me for advice. I was like, why not turn this into a business? And so far I 
only been at this for like a month and a half at this point. I've had two clients and then two paying clients. And then also like my in-laws are putting an addition on their house and my mom needed help redoing her like living room and dining room. So like building my portfolio with things like that. So it's been going well. I am starting to lose confidence, but I need to like get myself back into it. I'm like, I need to just market, get these things back out there because I'm having fun with the two clients that I have had so far. And Mm -hmm. essentially, I just want to like help more people just love where they live. So if you just got a new house, if your house doesn't feel like you, then you can go onto my website, little self plug, it's by MSA.com. I do have some services to help you out if you want my advice, or just you can go on my Instagram and look for inspiration. And I'm so I would be so excited to help people. So well, everyone listening, definitely go check out Emma Steph if you haven't already. All of the links will be in the show notes, so it'll be really easy. You can also see the new puppy at the same time. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm so happy that I was able to have you on, Emma, because really like following your stuff, you can just so tell that not only do you have, in my opinion, great interior design style, and I like the idea you. that you're talking about putting, you know, the functionality into the home as well as the the decor that you as an individual, as the homeowner, or even if you're a renter, you know, whoever lives there, put the decor that you enjoy, you know, like that's mm-hmm. the aesthetic. And I, I really like that you talk about that. But also, and most importantly because it's a dog podcast. I love how you really do integrate little touches into your design for Charlie. Like I I was watching your um I think it was like one of your most recent like reels or stories or something and you've been redoing the like a sunroom that you mm-hmm. have and and there's like that little bench for her in there with the with the little cushion yeah. on it and I was like, "Yes." Like from a dog mom perspective, I'm like, "I get that. Your dog's going to want to lay in the sun and look out the window at the same time." Yeah. And it's those little things that make such a difference in dog parents' lives to make their dog's life easier as well. And yeah. and it just makes it so that the design, you know, is functional for the whole family. And not just the people. So yeah, yeah I love exactly. it. Exactly. So everyone go check out Emma. We're going to wrap up with one last question. This is the With a Dog podcast. So why do you choose life with a dog? It just makes life more interesting and fun. Like she never fails to make me laugh. I love just like doing life with her and like just Zach is the best little dog dad and Honestly, I just couldn't imagine life without Charlie and without dogs. That was a great answer. I like how you said it was more interesting because that's true. Like the, you know, if variety is the spice of life, dogs <laughs> will definitely add some variety to oh, your yeah. life. Oh, yeah. Good and bad. Yes, yes exactly. They're going to keep you on your toes. Even if they are the best dogs in the world, they're going to keep you on your toes and definitely make it interesting. Always. One more time, can you plug your info for our listeners, your social media, yeah. where they can find you? So I am by Emma Shea. It's E-M-M-A-S-H-A-Y on Instagram, TikTok. And then my website is by com, And I just share about all things dogs and home and all of that on all of my social media and blog. 
Perfect. All right, everyone. Well, if you want to follow the podcast, it's at with a dog podcast on Instagram. Um, Carly with a dog is my personal accounts on TikTok and Instagram. And we have new episodes every Wednesday. So we'll see you next week. Thank you, Emma. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All content on the With a Dog podcast is for informational and comedic purposes only. It should not replace professional advice, treatment, or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer, or behaviorist.